The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <sighs> good morning. Bitter coffee? It's not bitter coffee. It's actually quite tasty coffee. I'm <clears throat> I know you guys are doing the um the AW coffee this morning. But yeah. I bought a um I bought a humongous jar as we're both adjusting because I started early. Um <clears throat> I bought a humongous tin or jar or whatever it is about uh uh of um McDonald's coffee. That's mine. McDonald's coffee. Wait, no. Huh. There's a big a thing of McDonald's coffee brewing in that corner. I can smell it. I I just this is the I I just found out this is the best way to keep her quiet. Just turn on the microphones and she shuts up. I'm gonna set up my microphones around the house now. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you. I could see you just like setting up microphones in every single room, mm-hmm. so that you're always recording all the time. <laughs> it's like Big Brother Joey. <laughs> well, she complains when I don't hear her when I'm around like the far corner of the house. Mm. So maybe that'll help. And, and just. And- if you if you take it a step further, because I know your computer can handle it, take it a step further and install cameras in every <laughs> room, and then she could just sit at your computer when you're not using it and keep an eye on you everywhere that you go. <laughs> you would do that. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Suddenly we go from Big Brother Joey to Joey TV. Then <laughs> yeah. I'm a part of the Truman Show. That would be okay. That would be a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> then you could have saw my my uncomfortability last night. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, at man. your Orthodox church thing. It was a church thing, right? Uh, it became blatantly clear after the first person who talked to me that I was not welcome there because I don't go to church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> family members that go to these things don't usually get that because other family members attend church. Yeah, but if you're if you're the outsider going to one of these things, it's very clear that well, you're not. Well, what was it? Uh, I was asked, "How do you know the the family that is hosting this event?" It's just like, "Oh, I know them through the," and then if the girlfriend's last name, and then he's like, "Oh, do you go to church?" Is like, "No." And then it was just, he went from excited to talk to me to just 
he he ended the conversation right away. So it was like pretty clear. I was not welcome there because I don't go to church. I work with a lot of gospel clients here at the studio mm-hmm. and I make a very concerted effort to avoid the conversation about church because I'm also not a church goer. <clears throat> well, I'm Just, not religious at all. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, it, it's one of those conversations that not all, I've met some, I've, I've met some amazingly open-minded churchgoers. Um, but so many of them are just super judgmental about it and will base an entire, an entire life-changing decision in regards to someone else on whether or not they go to church. I have family members that are like that, that the moment they realized I was not going to fall in line with their beliefs, didn't want to have anything to do with me. Which actually made me pretty happy, but that's another story. Yeah. 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 If I don't have to go to another one of those Christmas parties, it'll be too soon. But I know I'm going to probably have to go to another one next year. At least you have a year to prepare. Oh. And and now I know what it's like. There's also also Easter. I'm going to bring a flask with me. (laughs) So I don't have to dip into their Kool-Aid. (laughs) <laughs> you're worried about their Kool-Aid? Yes, I am. It was kind of creepy. Just, Why? I don't know. Why was Kool-Aid creepy? Well, it was It was just like the people oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was that uh, creepy? Oh, yeah, a big giant bowl running through your wall. That's not <laughs> creepy. Who's going to pay for the damage? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. No, it was the people around there that did it for me. It's just, I don't know. I got like this mindless zombie vibe from majority of the people there. Mm. Kind of like being at a, at a pop concert. I haven't been to a pop concert, so I, I, I couldn't mm. tell you. I used to work. A but lot if of... it's anything like that party, then I would probably be <laughs> uncomfortable there too. <laughs> Maybe less brainwashing. I worked a number of pop concerts back in the 90s and they were all just like clones of each other. Watching someone up on stage that's dancing yeah. whose microphone clearly isn't on. And the sound guy has a 48-channel console similar to this. But he's just playing two-track. But he's playing in, uh, a mini disc. A mini disc with four microphones so that the dancers on stage, when they want to talk to the crowd, they can. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much just playing the CD and letting them talk in between songs. And the show was, it was scripted, so all the talking was very scripted and rehearsed. The show was start to finish on this one show, uh, Venga Boys. Uh, I don't expect you to know who they are, but... Start to finish, the show was 32 minutes long. Huh. Yeah. In a, in a, I think, I think that bar was like an 800 person bar in Edmonton and in Calgary. And then the one, there was, it was, uh, I used to work for this, this team that would do, uh, do you guys remember Cowboys? 
Mary apparently does. That's really weird because they shut down like over 10 years ago. They're still open in Calgary. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, so the same ownership that owned the Cowboys in Calgary also owned the Cowboys in Edmonton and the Cowboys in Fort McMurray. And, and so they, they eventually, by the mid nineties, they, they created their own production company because they didn't want to invest in, in a PA system for each venue. Cause they had some pretty big shows there, especially the one in Calgary was kind of a central hub for a lot of well, um, stampede. 800 groups, right? people shows. That's a big PA. Yeah. And so what they would do is they, they, they bought a, they bought a, they bought a rig and staging hired a crew to transport it. I think it was a, it was a three man crew that traveled with the PA. And then it was a four man crew with the stage just because the stages are ridiculous. But, um, yeah, they would do the, they would, they would book, they would book these huge acts like motorhead was one of the, one of the tours that I did with them. Okay. Calgary, Edmondson, Fort McMurray, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, and they were good. They were good shows. The PA was pretty good. Had a it was a forty eight channel Midas console. Um, varied a little bit if the if the act needed something different, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. But it did a lot of pop acts. It was just mindless. Anyway, yeah, did a lot of those. Did a lot of those runs. They were hell. Yeah. Well, and. You could tell that some of the people there were priests too, and they did the whole "we're going to be at the top of the stairs looking down at you" type of thing, and oh, just <laughs> everything about the party. Just ah, was it at a church? Was it at a? House? Oh, was that a house? Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah, it was weird. That's is it? Is it? And I and I I turned to the former Russian Orthodox member. Um, in the room, is it uh, like, is it an actual thing or is it just a social gathering? Uh, like it's extra religious. The boar's head feast. <coughs> that sounds super tasty. Yeah, the yeah. food sounded like it was probably delicious, but you didn't have any of the food. No, I got to the point where the food came out, and it was just like I've had too much of this. <laughs> We were there for like a good hour. An hour? Yeah. You were there for an hour and that was it. I think it was an hour, was it? Yeah, so. Yeah, there was singing and I had to do the second part of the singing. You were only there for an hour. We were there for however long the second part of singing was. We just wasted 10 minutes of the show talking about something you were only at for an hour. Yeah. That's how uncomfortable I was with this place. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mary had to bring me to a fancy restaurant to calm my nerves. Or so she justifies it. Hey, you know what? You, you, you use excuses when you got them. Yeah. Yeah. I think mostly she brought me to the fancy restaurant because I was in a suit. Ooh. Yeah. Joey in a suit. Yeah. I own a suit. Did you even do your hair? Oh, I, I put it to the side and got asked if I was really into Skrillex. 
Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to move away from mm-hmm. the Orthodox Church. Yeah. Because that's going to continue to make you uncomfortable. No, um, you're, you're, you're past it. You're done. Being I am past it. Yeah. I'm sure someone listening is going to get uncomfortable, um, to, which, to which I say good. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to talk about Christmas. Okay. How was your Christmas? It was... I enjoyed <clears throat> poorly wrapping gifts. <laughs> um, we're going to skip all the personal stuff. Just, you know, because we talk way too much about your hair in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Did you get anything anything exciting? Um, we're going to commercialize this. I got a root beer making kit. That's awesome. Yeah. So you can make your own root beer? Yeah. And and not like the sugary drink that 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 uh, fast food restaurants sell, but like actually root beer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a little pack or it's a, a mason jar and it has like all the roots and stuff that is made for root beer. That's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know that raisins was in root beer. Mm, I didn't either. And apparently licorice as well. I knew licorice. Okay. And a shit ton of roots, mm-hmm. which I guess is why it's called, called root, root beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a beer out of roots. <laughs> um, is it an alcoholic one? Uh, you could probably make it an alcoholic but one. Not, not uh, by default? Not by default, no. Cool. All right. Um, though I wouldn't mind making it a hard root beer. That'd be pretty awesome. Rum goes really good with root beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do um, rum and uh, Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> go really good with root beer. I don't typically enjoy Cool Ranch Doritos all that much. Try it with root beer. It's a it, it it's a wonderful flavor combination. All right, I'm not a fan of Cool Ranch uh, Doritos at all. And then I had it with root beer, and now I have every time I eat a Cool Ranch Dorito, you need a root beer. I'm reminded how good it tasted with the root beer. <laughs> and so there's this there's this positive dopamine dump. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I got that though because I get root beer floats at mm. places all the time. Nice and hard root beer. Hard root beer is pretty good. I don't think I've ever seen one. Hard root beer? No, I don't think so. They're they're pretty good, mm. especially I'm, if you get the Dusty Boots hard root beer, which is actually pretty hard to find, and it is pretty expensive for a six pack. Like almost twenty bucks for a six pack. Considering but, some of the beers I was drinking, but yeah. before I stopped drinking beer. Well, the this, yeah, this particular brand makes their hard root beer taste very much like the soda pop. Nice, and so it's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you just you drink one, and you go. Oh. I, I can't taste the alcohol at all. And then before you know it, you're on beer four and you just can't talk. <laughs> I know we have a few listeners that that would be 
that'll be questioning you on this. <laughs> well, I don't drink a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. And, I, and I'm thinking it's like four beer. You had four beer? Joey, that's a rough night. <laughs> 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 but we've had, we've had guests that would say, well, four beer is just kind of my, you know, that's what I drink before I go to the party. That's just kind of a that's just kind of a warm up. I'm 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 you know I'm yeah. getting my stomach prepared for a night of Yeah. You know, well, a flat. I buy a twelve pack and it lasts me a week. And that's <laughs> assuming I, I have a drink every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I opened up a bottle last night I opened up a bottle of port that had been sitting on my had been sitting in my wine rack at home. I think for we probably a, eight months. I think we had a port last night too. Because mm. I, I got uh, some beers from work as Christmas gifts from production company. Nice. What? Oh, we had a porter. Porter is very different than, yeah, port. Well, port is. Uh, that's how much I alcohol. I don't <laughs> know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's all right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <coughs> no, port is a dessert wine. Oh, yeah. Um, so I definitely, yeah. No, yeah. It's a dessert I don't like wine, wine. A fortified wine. It doesn't taste like wine, really. Um, it's more like a, a lot of people compare it to sherry, um, but I don't like sherry. Uh, I really like old. Was talking to one of my friends last night, who knows I love port. Found a forty-year-old bottle of port, um, which I'm, I'm hoping he buys and lets me taste because it's going to be delightful. Anyway, I, I was recently told by our radio guy Jeff yeah. G Radio that when we have too many pauses, his software wants to skip to the next <laughs> to the next thing. So we got to be better about. Are we still pretty bad with pauses? No, no. But he was, he was talking about he was talking about another podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. So he was talking about another um, podcast that's 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 trying to get on the station. Oh, but there's they have super long pauses and super long awkward silences, and he's actually he's actually refused to air the episodes because of that. Okay. Yeah, I know he doesn't pre-screen us, because um, I don't think he's had a problem yet. But yeah. Okay. Huh. 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 I, I, mean, I know we used to be really bad. I thought we gotten significantly better. We have been better. Um, Chris from the Gravy Age. Uh, still, still listens to us. That's the guy who talked about my. Your synth potential habit. synth yeah. problem. Yeah, and and yeah, we talked about the uh, intervention that we would have. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm trying not to buy a synth right now. He also pointed out that you can download the podcast on Stitcher, which I didn't know that that we actually got accepted on Stitcher. I'm not 100 percent sure what Stitcher is. Nor am I. This um, is the first time I've heard of it. So, so what I understand, what I understand is. There's iTunes. Yeah. There's the Google Store. Yeah. Google Play or whatever. And then there's Stitcher. These are kind of like the three big places to get your podcasts. Okay. I guess. 
I only knew of the two. I didn't know there was a third. But apparently Stitcher is... They they hold their own right up there with the, with the other two. And Google Play is actually the, a distant third to Stitcher and iTunes. Huh. Yeah. Stitcher, from what I've been told... And again, all of this is like second or fourth or twelfth hand knowledge, so... Well, I don't really know. I'm assuming that whoever told you knows what they're talking about. Probably. Probably. I mean, people that talk to me generally know what they're talking about, right? You would hope. <laughs> oh, my. That was a good joke. I had a client call me on Christmas <laughs> Christmas Day looking for studio time. <clears throat> what? Christmas Day. Yeah. I still have the voicemail. I didn't answer it because I didn't recognize the number. And it was Christmas Day. Christmas Day, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Also happens to be the first time I have not taken a call on Christmas Day about work because it happens every year. But this year I finally said, no, fuck them. I'll get back to them when I get back to the office, either Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Right. But I imagine your old lady would kill you if you answered it. Oh, dude, she looked. She actually, she actually encouraged me to answer it. What? Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a test, so I just said no. <laughs> so hopefully you passed the test. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's slowly working on on establishing. Because I have, I have, some people ha don't recognize personal space boundaries, right? Mary the toucher. Um, Touches everybody inappropriately. Close no, talks to everybody. No, I'll be sitting on my computer and she'll just be like, I'm going to sit on you now. <laughs> yeah, but so you have to understand, like she's small. She's kind of like a cat. She sees a warm spot and she just wants to curl up on it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fairly accurate. I know. So consider that a compliment. You are a warm spot. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least she's not curling up on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I could see her curling up on, on, um, fresh out of the dryer laundry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, so so the wife is trying to establish, <clears throat> trying to establish um, boundaries of time, uh, time that I will actually answer the phone versus not answer the phone, because um, I'm, I've always been. Someone could call me at two a.m. in the morning and I'm sleeping, or four a.m. and I would answer it, and I've I've even done this a handful of times. Just out of default, I got a call. It was four thirty in the morning back September-ish this year, and I'd forgotten to turn my ringer off. I get the call and I just bolt out of bed. I pick up the phone and I'm like, "Hello, you're talking to the guy in the studio." And into this conversation with a gentleman from Ontario who doesn't understand the time difference, wanted to book some time. And I had to work through what he'd wanted with zero brain power because I just woke up. 
which is fine, but yeah. she was not happy because the phone woke her up. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah, anyway, so we're working on establishing this this time boundary, you know, work, time, home time, don't have as much overlap. And then this call comes in Christmas Day, and she's actually encouraging me to answer it, which is making me all sorts of confused. Mixed signals and all. I could see that. Yeah. Mary does the same thing. I think it's a, I, I think it's a relationship thing, because I'm sure I, th- I throw the wife mixed signals all the time. She complains about how I can't make up my mind on anything, and I change it from day to day. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that that sounds like you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and so it's a constant struggle. But yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to opening up that voicemail again because I don't really remember. Well, what, I get the things of like, here's your two choices: do what you want, but there's apparently clearly a right answer. And when I don't pick the correct one, I get like an earful for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's relationships. And she sits beside me grinning. Because she knows. She knows. She sets you up. So what you should do, you know what you should do? This would be hilarious. And you might actually be neurotic enough to go through with this. Probably. You should write down every time that you've made a, made a right or wrong choice, write down the choices, write down your selection and write down what the right answer was and then present that to her after a certain interval. And just to, just to prove to her how often you make the wrong choice and why when she's presenting you with choices, she should just present you with the right choice. So I've that, so that you're somewhat made that, an, uh, made that argument, but without the chart saying that I'm yeah. mostly wrong. You just, <laughs> exactly. You just need data. Because she's she's obviously data driven and you know evidence based decision making, so you know this would this would help. Uh, might have to start doing that. She lost her smile. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so let's I, back I think to I the... talked a guy into buying an Aston microphone. Have you seen that video that's on their page? I haven't. No. Is it, is it the AES, um, the AES video? No, there's a, a video on the Aston um, uh, Facebook page uh-huh. where they're going like, they have a microphone that's been clearly beaten up and they're like, this <laughs> one, microphone one of theirs, right? was delivered to a customer. As it turns out, it was ran over by a carrier truck. <laughs> that's awesome. And they're, they're going on and on about it and... They pretty much get get to the point of like, we're recording this little video that we're doing right now through yeah. this microphone for you guys. Awesome. Thank you, carrier truck guy. You've <laughs> proved our microphones are incredibly durable. So like, they're up there with the Shures. I, 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 was, I was just thinking that. Like, like Shure has gone to the, to the ends of the earth to prove how durable their 58s are. Right? Well, they've shot them with guns. Shot them with 12-gauge shotguns. They've dropped them from planes. They've dropped them from the top of buildings. They've run over them with... Apparently, they run over them with... Uh, not every one, obviously, but a test model. They ran over with uh, one of those huge like road packer 
you know, the two big metal cylinder vehicles. Yeah. And I've even seen people do it themselves because they're yeah. like, this sure did this. So I'm not sure if I believe they're right. They're what they're saying necessarily. So let's run over my own 58 <laughs> with a car. <laughs> See, and, and I, I can totally understand how a dynamic mic could survive that because they're, I mean, by nature, a dynamic mic is it's yeah. pretty, pretty simple design. It doesn't, you but know, a cardioid surviving a condenser microphone, yeah, with with sensitive electronics inside, yeah. Like, I I I can't imagine how that would survive. Just the capsule alone t- could 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 would be sensitive enough that the right type of damage <coughs> could mess it up for permanently, right? Yeah, but no, I- no. That's pretty awesome. It is. I'm pretty sure it was in the box, so the box probably did. Took a lot of, absorbed a lot of the blow. Yeah, but you could definitely tell, like, there's a metal plate on the top of those microphones, and that yeah. plate was U-shaped. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So you could tell, like, it still took quite a blow. Yeah. And if it was any other microphone, it probably wouldn't work. Yeah, I, I don't imagine any of mine would have survived that. So Except I'm, for my 58s. I'm even more happier with my purchase of those microphones now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, when will you have them paid off? I, <laughs> probably soonish. So has it not been regular payments? I, I make a payment towards them every month. They're so sometimes hold. more, sometimes less. Yeah. yeah okay. It's pretty much whatever I can afford that month. This month's been a little bit less than right. last. Actually, I'm not even sure I made a payment this month. Hmm. But, no, oh, whatever. That's layaway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on layaway. Cool. But I only owe like $450, $500 or something like that. Hmm. No, so it's I... probably $450 I owe right now. Did you buy yourself anything else for Christmas? Any Any cool audio stuff? Mm. mixing stuff no I've nothing's really excited me during the Christmas season I've been getting a lot of ads for like the um, uh, plugins and stuff but yeah they've been been going hardcore this month I have no interest in in uh, doing that like in purchasing plugins and there's no microphones that excite me, nor any other audio gear that's came out that excites me. I, I was waiting for those microphones, and then I bought them. And and, and now your excitement is done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love to have more of them, but that, I mean, at, at this point, that I've decided that those microphones are my U87. That is my workhorse. I'm going to yeah. probably, in my mic locker, have like six to ten of them. Oh wow! When I'm done, cool. that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been, um, I've been contemplating downsizing, um, downsizing the studio. Yeah, times are tough. Everybody, right? It's finally, ca- finally catching up with, with, uh, with me here at the studio, and I've been considering downsizing, and I'm, I'm going through the entire inventory of our equipment and trying to trying to identify 
what still gets used on a regular basis versus what does not. Right. And I've come down to a really tough decision between one of the nice microphones has to go. One of them, not sure which one, but one of them has to go because we don't use them enough. The U47 is going to stay because that's a super character mic. Yeah. But the Kiwi and the U87 have to decide between. Ew. I know. I know. I, I hoped I would never get to this point and I still not, I, I still may not be able to make the decision. But, so. I would probably lean towards the Kiwi because weren't you saying that the 87 can bring or has brought in uh, clientele just because it is an 87. Well, and, and that's kind of what I was thinking too. And, and we've done, we've done more and more shootouts with, uh, between them trying mm-hmm. to figure them out. And the 87 more consistently wins those shootouts. Um, and not because it's the better sounding one because, but it's, it's got a slightly more mojo. Which I know is a ridiculous, arbitrary term, but um, the the Kiwi tends to have a little more neutrality, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I love neutrality. I'm I like clean mics, but the the eighty seven tends to more and more um, get favored because of that. But on the flip side, I could probably sell the eighty seven for twice the what I could sell the the Kiwi for. Right. And in fact, I could probably sell, I could probably sell the, the 87 for what, for what I pay for rent here. That would be, that would be a nice little thing. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the other one, the other one, I've decided we have seven channels of the Portico preamp and I've decided that I need to sell half of them. Like the 500s you're going to get rid of? Well, I'm thinking either the 500 series or the, or the... four-channel four um, bar. Okay. One of the two needs to go. Right. Yeah, and I can't make up my mind. Again, the four-channel the, the, the four unit gets used more. Yeah. Um, and I think I could, I could probably get close to twice the, twice the money out of it. Than the 500 series stuff, yeah. Right. Those, the price of those 400 or those 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 four channel units has gone up quite a bit with the dollar. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I got that decision now too. And of course, what I'm planning on replacing them with is we got those. Well, I got four cheap tube amps, two preamps. You weren't allowed to buy more preamps no 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 this is all stuff this is all stuff that was taken out of out of oh. service because we got the console right right <coughs> so that's the stuff that's the stuff that that i'm considering replacing it with okay. i can't seem to sell any of those two preamps because they are on the cheaper side right but the console has been such a such a workhorse for just about everything that you know as much as i love the the um the the portico stuff I just can't, I can't justify having seven channels here 
when more often than not, we just try to use the the console preamps because it's just easier. And right. I mean, they, they, they sound great, but they don't sound as great as the Portico stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going to take me forever. You, you know this. It's going to take me forever. Yeah, it's going to take you like yeah. a year. So you would suggest selling the Kiwi. Yeah. And between... Between the 500 series stuff and the and the four channel, 5024, which which would you? That's a really tough one. I know, right? I've 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 learned that they saturate really nice. I've I've i started I started running things a lot hotter um, through them. Okay. And they saturate really nice, especially the the silk circuit that that kind of. Um, that kind of side chain transformer circuit. Right. Really, really nice. And they're both different. That's the, this is the messed up thing is they both have different transformers. The 5024 has a transformer that is more, that is more mid range focused. Eh? And so it brings out this really nice API like, um, like transformer saturation. It's not an API, I'm not trying to compare it to an API, but it's, it's in that a little more in that vein. Whereas right. the whereas the five elevens, they have more of a variable um, circuit, but it's a little more the low mid, uh, designed a little more towards the the ten seventy three style of saturation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it like I'm <clears throat> the more the more I think about it, the harder the choice gets. Yeah, and I want I want a combination of both. But I, I'm, obviously, I can't afford both. But the other, the other thing I was thinking is maybe I'd just sell, maybe I'd just sell um, the ten seventy three. Yeah, that's probably an option too. Yeah, do you use the ten seventy three for anything? It gets used a ton. Oh, does it's, it? It's it's kind of the. Um, even with the Great Rivers, like we added the Great Rivers here this fall, um, the 1073 has a little more, it's a little more 70s in its vibe than the Great Rivers. The Great Rivers definitely have more of a modern modern vibe to them. Right. Um, yeah. So, but the 1073, um, Roland uses it for, it's his default for bass and vocals. Um, he doesn't even, mm-hmm. he doesn't even experiment with much else. It's just 1073. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Let's go. Fair. Yeah. I want to get a 610 for bass. I'll sell you mine. I, uh, that's, that, that's another one that I've been, I've been considering, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Every time I tell you I want something, you're just like, I'll sell you mine. <laughs> I say that knowing that you have no money and yeah, could never I buy never it anyway. have money. Yeah. I'm broke. You could borrow some from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's like, I don't have any money either. What are you talking about? Uh, she has more money than me, but I'm not. No, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's more me. Yeah. Not yeah. wanting to do that. I'm trying to get out of debt. <laughs> I know. I know. 
<laughs> Slowly wheeling it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I'm 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 not actually planning on selling the six ten, but uh, there's been discussion going around work of um maybe this partnership studio actually may mm, uh, oh, yeah? I don't know. The talks have been getting more serious. It's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, we got four to five, maybe six of us all pretty much down to do this idea. Now it's just a matter of finding or looking for space and see how much it's going to cost all of us right. to split it. And you guys are still specifically looking south side, right? Uh, I don't know. South side downtown? I pretty much straight up. I was fairly honest with uh, the guy who's kind of orchestrating this idea. Yeah. That is like, I have to be able to get to it really easily in order yeah. to put some money towards it. Yeah. If I'm putting money towards it, then I might have to downscale what I buy at Long McQuaid every year. Well, but that's, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing because suddenly you're investing in, in, in a space where you can actually yeah. use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I'm putting money every month towards a place may also make me a little bit more active in looking for work. Probably. Pretty much since I started working at Log McQuaid, I've just kind of let work come to me. Yeah. Well, that, that's, dude, right there, that's the that's the crunch that you get in because you have more money, or the, the lack of crunch you get in because you have more, you have a little bit more money every month so you don't have you don't have the pressure of going out to make money. Yeah, well, yeah. Th there's that. It's when I get home, I don't really want to go on my DAW too often. Occasionally, sure. That's so weird. That's 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 just sounds so weird to me. Uh, well, I've I'm usually talking to people all day of like how to solve their engineering problems and stuff like that, so it's just pretty much the last thing I want to do is use more of my brain. Well, see, and, and for me, like, I, I feel the exact opposite. Like, I get home, I get home from, from the studio. If I was living by myself again, if I, I was... would get home from the studio and I would open up my system and I would start working on something. Or I would throw on a record and I'd start working on something. Or I'd just, you know, like, I would, I would, I would dive into that all over again. I used yeah. I used to do that when I was working at the radio station. I'd be working on, I'd be I'd be editing, mixing, and mastering commercials and documentaries in Pro Tools in Adobe Edition all day long, and then I'd get home and I would spend five hours working on my own record. Fair, but I don't have a record that I'm working on. Well, that's your fault then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write anything, and I recently lost all my stuff that I had. Oh, that's right, too. How's that recovery going? Uh, I mean, it, it, I, I got um, the majority of stuff done. I, I just have to install some programs, I'm, I'm, which I may not even install. Reinstall. Because with me having to go back from scratch, I'm, I'm 
thinking more in terms of what what did I use all the time? Right. And so I'm I'm just gonna install what it was I used and like waves, I'm not I'm not installing any waves plugins. Really? Yeah. Not a single one. Nope. No kidding. Because I only used maybe two. Which ones? Um The six seventy I used. Yeah. And you're not gonna install that again? No. No. I'll just use the universal audio one. You already own it? No. Oh, all right. But I'll <laughs> I'll I'll talk to somebody who will probably Right. 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 Help me out. Um and what else did I use from them? Oh uh, there was a delay plugin that I used a bit, but I've I don't know. I got better delays, I think. Heck, my pedal is better. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I'm tangenting. I got a, uh, <clears throat> I ordered a, uh, a, one of those micro pedals or mini pedals. Um, yep. I ordered an entire series of modulation um, pedals okay. by a company called Rowan, R-O-W-I-N. I think I've heard of them, but I've never... The reviews that I've read of them, they sound fantastic. Okay. Um, and they're cheap pedals. Like, you can buy them directly from chi- from China for, like, 35 bucks, including delivery. Jeez. And they have a cheap version of each pedal. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, so... How is $35 not the cheap version? <laughs> Welcome to the Chinese economy, right? Anyway, so I, I, um, I ended up I ended up because they're so cheap. I ended up getting the modulation ser- uh, the, the modulation versions because they have distortions and and boosters and compressors and all. I I have those. I don't I don't need extras of those, but I don't have I don't have much in the way of modulations. Right. I had a chance on Saturday to come in because they they showed up last week. Two of them showed up last week. I had a chance to test them out on Saturday, um, and I haven't I haven't really spent relaxing time playing my guitar in I don't know a decade that's not true that's being dramatic but it awesome it was it was either really great programming or a true analog delay and the the delay pedal just made me giddy and happy I think Hmm. it was I think it was just really good programming right but um, but yeah, it sounded like it, it sounded fantastic. Made me super happy. And of course it's, it's mini, which is the only thing I don't like about it, but brushed aluminum. I should grab it from the other room. You saw them last week. You saw them sitting on the, on the console here. Those mini pedals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, back to the, so you're not, you're not installing the waves plugins anymore. Nope. What will you install? Um, probably Sonics, because uh, I use their EQ and compressor right a lot. You don't use their maximizer though, right? The, the uh, inflator. In I I used the maximizer and the inflator. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah. And but do, do they're use... more of a specialized thing. Like the in, right. the inflator, I will abuse that thing yeah. because awesome. it sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, do you use the uh, you use the actual Sonics versions, not the um, UAD versions, right? 
Yes, yeah. that's correct. Um, what else? I'll probably get Sound Toys Delay installed. Oh, the Echo Boy. Yeah, yeah. That that's my Heard delay of choice. Okay, and it'll probably be the only delay, other than what uh, Reaper comes with. Yeah, delays are one of those things that I think it's all about, especially in a plugin. It's all about it. It's all about the the interface, right? Or or, well, or, or the workflow of it. Yeah, yeah, and the, the the Echo Boy. I mean, it's got a great interface, and it's any kind of style of delay that I could possibly want. Essentially, gotcha. right? Um, if I needed something else, I can easily make that probably. But Echo Boy is probably going to be plenty. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about the reverb you uh, effects and what I want to do for that. I've been really happy. I mean, you have the UAD system. Yeah. And it's a it's a little bit of a of a system hog, but I really enjoy the real verb, um, like the standard reverb plugin that comes with uh, with the UAD system. I would have to learn that reverb because that that reverb's kind of big i guess you could say like it has a lot of options to it right but i i stick to the i stick to presets and i basically just jump through presets and yeah. if i don't find something see i i, I understand yeah right. and I, that's how i pretty much use that reverb when i do okay. use it but if i'm going to make something my main reverb i get Hello, I know this will happen to me where I'll get to the point where I will sit down and I will learn what every single knob does. I'll even read yep. the user manual. <laughs> In fact, yep. I've read the user manual for Reaper like six or seven times. What? Yeah. Every time I read it, I find a new th feature. And then there's the, the SWS or whatever, the extension for Reaper. Yeah. They have their own user manual and they teach you how to like build your own things or like they even have pre-made things that they built because right. it is a recording studio that built that extension. Gotcha. And so they have like some very useful <coughs> options in there. So I occasionally read that and was like, oh, there's <laughs> that? That would make life so much easier than doing the thing three different buttons that I already do to do exactly that one button thing. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to, oh, I have to go through and change all my shortcut keys still. Right. You don't have, you didn't have them backed up. You have, I, have I think I might have them backed up somewhere on a USB drive, mm -hmm. but I'm not holding my breath. Nor all, do I want to really look for that USB drive. That's fair. I have all my um, all my key command, like my own custom preset, whatever. Yeah. Saved to uh, well. One of I've the also USB been sticks. wanting to like overhaul my right. key commands anyway. So I mean, this is perfect excuse. It's just yeah. Okay. I'm, the only things I'm keeping the same is zoom in, zoom out are going to be R and T. Okay. And cut is going to be B. And then I'm going to have some mouse modifiers because editing with mouse modifiers is awesome. 
Yes. Yes. Um, it's, uh, despite my, despite my <laughs> disgust with the, um, with the mix window in Cubase, <coughs> goodness me, despite my disgust with the mix window in Cubase, yeah. um, it has, I've, I've been re-energized by its editing side. Oh, its editing side is just, uh, just amazing. I, and, and I, I've looked and I've looked, I'm, I must have I must have demos of all the major, um, all the major DAWs on the computer right now. Yeah, uh, you know, and Cubase uh, still uh, editing wise, Cubase still just it Cubase just, has some of the greatest, especially their comping tool. Like that is the best tool ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Studio One's Studio One has a has a really close version of that. Well. From what I understand, Studio One was designed by people who used to work on Cubase. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's it's, why it's kind of similar to kind of similar, Cubase. Yeah. Well, there was the it, I mean design team after Cubase Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, since then, both have kind of evolved into their own things. So Studio One has definitely got its own features that are different from Cubase and Cubase has got its own features. But the thing that the thing like the the final the final two straws for me that that made me realize I'm recording and editing in Cubase and that's it is um I discovered a function that they put in as early as Cubase 6 that I didn't know about. So we're going back four years that I didn't know until this fall. <laughs> um, it was a it was a function that allows you to um, to grab any pitch element because it does it does polyphonic or yeah. it does monophonic um, pitch correction. Right. Doesn't do polyphonic, which that is would a shame, make it awesome. Or newer versions because they just came out with Cubase nine now too. Um, newer versions might really? have this and I'm still on Cubase 7, but is it on Cubase 9 now? Yeah, they just released it. Jesus. Just released it in December. And here I am and you know, I'm pretty sure Reaper users all think I'm an asshole for this, but like, it's like I'm four or five updates behind on Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I just decided after I bought the Cubase 8, um, and realized that it wasn't compatible with my operating system. I just decided I was I'm not I'm not buying any updates until I have no choice. The working class audio podcast has really um adapted my thinking when it comes to like audio in a sense of like yeah. why am I updating? Is there a feature that I absolutely am excited about and will make my life easier? No. Then I'm not doing it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I, I watch all these all these update videos um, about what their new features are. I read the, uh, the read the new features list or I read the the change lists and nothing on any software makes me excited. The only the only one that the only one that made me excited in the last in the last year anyway was uh, the new Harrison. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting and then see, listening to some of those comparison videos of like Reaper versus yep. Harrison and 
knowing that it is essentially the same mix, but it does sound slightly different. That was that was interesting. But though I, I don't think that difference is enough to justify the three hundred dollar American price. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you download the if you buy the demo, sorry, if you download the demo, they give you all sorts of discounts on the purchase price. Okay. So yeah. There, but yeah. I mean sixty but bucks has given same, me six years so far of <laughs> Exactly. Use. And that's a that is a good investment. Yeah. yeah. Um I've I've made my money off of Oh yeah. Or the money I invested in Cubase has paid itself and then some. You mean Reaper? Yes. Yeah. Because Cubase. I have is... bought Cubase, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and, and the, thing that, the thing that always stops me from, from buying Harrison is the editing side. It goes back to the, how, how much nicer Cubase is in that. Harrison is very similar yeah. to Pro Tools. In, its, in, in the way it goes about editing, the way it goes about tracking and managing different takes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I'm currently at the point where it's like, if I have to go to a, another studio to record, they better have Cubase because I don't want to use anything else because yeah. I know I'm going to have to sit there and edit. I can do that quickly and easily in Cubase. Not so much the other DAWs. I was listening to the Bobby Wasinski podcast. Yeah. I have real trouble listening to him talk to people. I... Um, but, I but I pay attention to like the, his first five minutes because yep. he, he does, yeah, he does yeah, those. That's those how I updates. listen to his podcast yeah. is I listen to the news part of his podcast. And then ignore and the And then I skip to the next podcast. Right. Um, and so, so he was saying, he was saying something about Cubase having, um, the bigger market share of individual users. I can see that. Yeah. Cubase has kind of become the industry standard over the years. And I still, I still struggle. The, the question comes up all the time. Um, why, why is Pro Tools considered better than Cubase? I don't think it is anymore. Well, I think it's just because of the legacy of what even, Pro Tools was. But even even um, even Steinberg themselves, they have Nuendo, the Nuendo product line mm -hmm. that is supposed to be the comparison to Pro Tools. That's their com that's their comparable to Pro Tools. Okay, like they, they themselves even I, say, and and it's and Nuendo is more geared towards post production. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it's the multiple video feeds, you know, I, Pro Tools HD can handle multiple video feeds and, and maybe that's what has to do with is maybe, the post-production guys. Yeah. But I, I, and since most I other dogs aren't focusing on that side of things, whereas Nuendo and Pro thing. Tools are. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at, <clears throat> we're running out of time here. You know what? We'll, we'll carry this on um, the next time. Music is going to sound right now. Um, so we get a lot of people to thank. We've had a ton of great guests. Uh, this is the, our last podcast of the year, but we're back next week with a new podcast for the new year. I want to thank Jeff at G Radio, Joey. Obviously, it's been great doing this with you. Um, yeah. And I look forward to another year of this. All right. See yeah. ya. Follow our hosts on Twitter 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.